I'm Chuck Smeaton from the Royal Institution of Australia, and this is a Cosmos Briefing bonus episode. Today, we talk with Dr. Karen Alt, head of the Nanotheranostics Laboratory at the Australian Centre for Blood Diseases at Monash University. We're talking about medical imaging technology, how it compares to current imaging like MRI, and where it could be seen in the future. Today's interview is hosted by Cosmos journalist Ellen Fidian. Thanks very much for joining us, Karen. Thank you for having me. Can you explain in brief how Monash's new imaging technology works? So um, we got a magnetic particle imager, which is a new non-invasive imaging modality, which detects just iron oxide particles uh, to produce a 3D image. And it's more sensitive than any other um, imaging modality we do have at the moment, and it's much faster as well. So it detects uh, nanoparticles um, based on iron oxide and throughout the body without any um, death signal uh, attenuation. I'm sorry for that. It's okay. And it does not need any radiation, um, given that it's used uh, supermagnetic ion oxide particles. It means it's much safer, it's um, easier workflow without the radiation. And um, as I said before, yeah, it's much faster than MRI or, um, or positron emission tomography. And uh, we're operating uh, world's first MPI instrument, which is paired with a localized uh, hypothermia system and, and a CT scanner. How does this imaging technology compare to currently used medical imaging technology? So, um, as mentioned, um, so the MPI is uh, more likely from the system itself like a positronomous tomograph, but without the radiation, which is a big advantage. Um, it is highly sensitive, um, does not give you any background signal um, like an MRI. So you don't have any interference of signals because it just detects the iron oxide throughout the body. Um, compared to MRI, um, you detecting the contrast in regards to the tissue. Mm-hmm. So the MRI gives you as well anatomical information, which the MPI just detects the contrast agent itself and is therefore much more specific and more sensitive. How could this tech also be used in targeted medicine? Um, so the MPI technology is still in really early days. Um, it's only being used for preclinical research at the moment. So in our preclinical research, we are investigating targeted uh, supermagnetic ion oxide particles, for example, cancer or other diseases. Because of the MPI has a super high sensitivity, it can be picked up even the smallest sticker on the targeted area, which is great for, let's say, metastasis or small infections. And the application for this new technology ranges from cell tracking to in vivo imaging and uh, imaging guided uh, tissue therapy. So this, reach, uh, this uh, research has endless applications, I would say, right now. Um, especially when we're coming to targeted imaging uh, for cancer and based on the imaging then to uh, therapy. Given that we have a hyper um, system attached to the MPI system, we can apply localized heat uh, on specific areas and spare healthy tissue around um, the tumor, for example, 
or for example, um, we can spare um, tissue as well where we have non-specific accumulation of the iron oxide particle um, because of natural body clearance, for example, liver or spleen. So, and with this heat, we can apply to a certain area, um, we can heat induce cell death. So just so I have that clear, the idea in cancer therapy would be you can target things specifically to tumors. So treatments that do damage to the rest of the body um, would be doing less damage because they'd be aiming specifically at a cancer tumor. You have two different systems. Uh, you have once the MPI, which gives you the signal of the iron oxide particles. That usually you have always back, a bit of background signal, for example, in the liver because the particles get through out of the body through the liver. So you have, for example, two signals that is in the tumor and in the liver, um, and you know where your tumor is. From there, you can actually, given from these images you're getting, you can tell where you want to heat. So you're just heating, let's say, half a centimeter around this tumor, which you can tell the system, please heat that, nothing else. Um, so you, you, you actually don't heat the liver as well, who, where you have iron oxide particles because the body gets rid of it through, um, through the liver. Right. So it becomes a very, very specific sort of treatment. Correct. And, and the good thing is you could even um, 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 combine it with, with chemotherapy or radiotherapy which is a big aim in, in, in the end, I think. Of course. Where is this technology at in the trialing stage and where are you hoping to go next with it? Um, yeah, as I said, it's a really early days for the system um, so far. So uh, we're only being used for preclinical settings at the moment. Um, we want to extend it um, beyond cancer research, uh, for example, to invest uh, inflammatory diseases, brain injuries, or cardiovascular diseases, and more. Especially the uh, hypothermia technology um, is not really well investigated in different areas than cancer. Um, I see this technology as a first step to personalized medicine. And uh, colleagues overseas are working on developing a clinical MPI system and uh, they want to go in clinical trials in the next five years. One more follow-up question from me. Could you explain in a little bit more detail the hypothermia part of the um, tech? So um, the hypothermia is based on the MPI signal. So we, knew, well, we know where the particles are and we can heat the ion oxide particles to a certain degree. So we can even right. just determine how much we want to have heated it. Um, the literature says if you heat a cell roughly to 42 degrees, um, you induce cell death. So that's what we want. Um, we have seen a couple of papers who did a treatment over, let's say, four weeks and can, could reduce the uh, tumor to 90%. And that was just the, just the heat treatment. And the idea is um, to combine us with chemotherapy. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, yeah, I, I would actually love to say thanks um, to Monash University. Um, it's a great support we're having here on site. Um, we are the world first having this MPI CT hypersystem, which is incredible for a researcher like me, um, for an imaging expert. So, and it's it's as well really great to see a lot of um, leading imaging experts on site to discuss this new method and 
to develop new new ideas you're having yeah uh, and yeah and bring it push the boundaries to of this new technology and you mentioned um before we started recording it's a big movement in medical imaging as well it's yeah. it's sort of a much it, it's, it's a very very large advance compared to what's been happening for the past few years uh, nothing has happened really in the last uh, few years. I mean, we we have fluorescence imaging, we have positronomous imaging, we have magnetic imaging, we have CT. Um, yes, that has improved more and more and it will keep improving, but a completely new technology hasn't been seen since over 30 years on the market. Fascinating. It's um, I remember hearing at uni stuff about like nanoparticles in the body and starting to like use them for imaging and that sort of thing. But it's so cool to see it actually like going somewhere. Yeah, the great thing is as well. So, so I'm I'm doing quite a bit of diagnostics as well. So, which is um, therapy and uh, diagnosis in one single agent. Mm-hmm. So, I really want to have these iron oxide particles as a chemotherapy together, targeted to the cancer. Yeah, so that's my idea. Um, That would be awesome. So instead of just sort of taking a pill and hoping it gets into the bloodstream and to the tumour eventually, it would be getting it directly to the place that it needs to go. Correct, correct. And the other thing is you you, given of the um, um, hypothermia, you would give much less chemotherapy. Mm. Yeah, you don't need that much anymore. And if you think about this, only 0.01% actually reaches a tumour. Of course, you have so many bad side effects. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting days. It's it's really exciting to see where it goes. I'm I'm really excited as well that I heard that um, really the collaboration partner got money um, from the government to build a human system. Yeah, uh, that's that's impressive. That's yeah. because then because then you have as a researcher you, you kind of dream you want to have something translated at some point. You know. Mm. That's great. Thank you very much for joining us, Karen. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Remember that you can head to cosmosmagazine.com via the link in the description for more great content. You can also subscribe to Cosmos Magazine, Australia's only science print magazine, and Cosmos Weekly, our online subscription-based deep dive into the biggest issues. This episode is a briefing bonus that complements our main Cosmos Briefing video webinars. You can register for our next briefing via the link that you'll also find in the description. And remember, if you support science and its communication, please support our work at the Royal Institution of Australia. I'm Chuck Smeaton. Today's interview was hosted by Ellen Fidian, and our executive producer is Catherine Roberts. Thank you. Thank you.